Shalom Aleichem. Okay, no, it's not my birthday. It looks like my kids were on this before me. Okay, I just want to make sure I can hear. Can someone please speak up? Hello. Okay, great. Thank you. All righty. Um, apologize for the uh, change of plans. We wanted to do it in the show, just uh, trying to figure out the internet Wi-Fi. Um, we'll, we'll push it off till next week. Okay, so here we go. Very interesting topic ahead of us um, as we enter into Hanukkah. So one of the, uh, you know, it's a really historical, fascinating historical time period, um, early, late 1800s, early 1900s, when the invention of electricity came into play. Um, many of the G'doyle HaPaiskim were very, I want to call it dumbfounded. They, they didn't really know exactly first what it was, what the Metzius was. Um, there were many Shilas coming up to them, both in regards of Shabbos, of Yom Tif, um, especially with Yom Tif, uh, having more leniencies regarding uh, using fire on Shabbos for cooking. Many people had the Shiloh, can I turn on my light on, on Yom Tif? Um, so much so that the Arach HaShulchan, the greatest Paiskim of, of his time, uh, permitted permitted lighting, lighting uh, turning on lights on Yom Tif. Yet at the same time, at the end of his tshuva, he says that, uh, I have to be honest, we don't really have that much, that much as 1903, I believe. We don't have that much electricity here in our cities, so I'm not really such an expert here. I saw a tshuva from the Maharshag of Shmuel Greenfield, um, who was the great uh, student of the Maram Shik, um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a tshuva penned in 1927, where you would think it's starting to get a little bit more, uh, more, more popular. Even he writes that he still doesn't have a good handle exactly what it was. They, they, they gave their opinions the Paiskim about uh, how we should treat electricity on Shabbos and Yom Tif, but they admitted that there was very, it was very difficult. And, it, uh, and the truth to be told, it, it, it is still difficult to exactly pinpoint where the halachic areas and issues are um, you know, when, when dealing with electricity. Um, this is an amazing thing that you, know, you have something come up into the world of halacha where there's not really any precedent. And the Gedolim battle you know, trying to pull pull out different uh, sugyas to see where you know the, the closest thing to this to this new uh, innovation is, and it's um, and uh, it's quite a remarkable sugya. You know, the first one to really speak about electricity is known as the Beis Yitzchak, Mr. Um, Yitzchak Shmelke um, of Lvov, one of the great poskim in the late 1800s, um, and uh, you know he couldn't really pinpoint it. And he's kind of said, the issue of electricity is moilid. You're creating something new on Shabbos and Yom Tov, which is maybe at best the Dirabonon. Um, you know, famously until the Chazanish came, al- came along in the 19, you know, in the 1930s, 40s, and he said that it was bona. You know, you really had different place came, uh, throwing different different things at us. Why electricity be, should, should be us, sir. Everyone agreed that at least on Shabbos, there's an issue. Everybody agrees. Every on Shabbos, it's an issue. The question was, why? Why is it an issue? Now, one of the uh, the uh, the most famous, we could say, svarim 
you know, from the earlier source, one of the earlier sources on electricity was um, the source that we're going to be studying, which is known as the Ma'ore Eish, written by none other than Rishlam Zaman Arbach. What's fascinating is, is that Rishlam Zaman Arbach wrote this safer in 1935 before the World War II, when he was all of 25 years old. Uh, it's, it was his magnum opus. He didn't really, he wasn't really chayzer from anything that he wrote in there later on in life. Um, apparently, he was already a godl. He already was Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach at 25 years old. He has haskamas, glowing haskamas from Rav Chaim Eizer Gudzinski, Rav Zalman Meltzer. You know, they treat him as, yeah, they, they acknowledge that he's only a young avreich, but they treat him as if he's a godl batayr already. And uh, this sefer, Ma'oreish, really laid, laid the foundation um, for many, many places came to come afterwards and discuss electrical issues in Shabbos and Yom Tif. Now, it's interesting, um, at the end of this Sefer, right at the end of Parakei, uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman wants to tackle another battlefield here with this electrical issue, and that is uh, lighting a minayra, lighting an electrical minayra. He wasn't the first to talk about this, um, he himself will mention here that there were a few earlier Paiskim, uh, namely the Dvar Eliyahu, Rav Elio Klatskin, um, the Beis Yitzchak, who we mentioned himself, talks about uh, lighting a menorah, an electric menorah, in two, two chuvas. Um, but Rav Shlomo Zaman really, uh, really takes it a step further, you know, really be, based on his entire Sefer, you know, and his outcomes of the Sugya, we'll see how he, how he applies this to, to Hanukkah. And uh, and again, you know, you, you you take a first you know first look at the shaila and say, okay, no, what, how how complicated is this mitzvah of lighting a candle? You know, come on, it's just lighting a candle. That's the mitzvah. It's not. It's not. You know, it doesn't cost that much. Baruch Hashem, Hanukkah is one of the cheaper holidays. Um, and uh, you know, how how complicated could it be? So that this is where we appreciate Gainas once again, and you see how the Gedolim pulled out different rayas, the rayas that they go through in the sugya. And um, you know it's 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 quite fascinating. So we will begin by discussing the incandescent bulb because that's really what all the poiskim are dealing with. Um, and uh, up until recently, I think you could buy an incandescent bulb. Perhaps maybe today on Amazon you still can. But obviously, most of the lights that people are dealing with today are going to be um, LED. You will have halogens. Halogens we're going to see are still the same, very similar to the incandescent bulb. Um, and therefore, I don't know if you can get just a halogen flashlight, and that, that will leave that to you guys to figure out what's what's out there on the market. If someone needs to be semich on this, perhaps we'll we'll we'll, we'll see the perspective of the Rishlam Um But it but it is interesting to to realize how how technology is is constantly fluctuating. It's developing, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the about the about the invention of the light bulb, you know, that it didn't really start with Thomas Edison, but at the same time, Thomas Edison made a, had, you know, made a breakthrough uh, when it came to uh, mass producing light bulbs, um, successful light bulbs. And uh, it does require, it requires an understanding of the material, the subject material of Shlomo Zaman was known to be very uh, meticulous in this area of understanding the Metzias. People want to understand Metzias of science, you want the Shlomo Zalman. He really, he really had a grasp of it, the Chazanish as well. Any of the Paiskim, really, you know, anyone who knows that uh, to Paschal, you have to know the Mitzvahs in front of you. The Gra writes that in Mishlei. He writes that a Tamachachim could sit and learn Gemara, but a Paisik, says the Gra, has to be uh, down to earth. He has to be involved in, and look at the, the, the secular material 
on the subject to get a good handle of it in order to paskin appropriately. Um, so maybe that's, you know, if Slamazan was 25 years old, maybe he knew perhaps more about this, how electricity worked than other Paiskim, you know, who were not as uh, technologically savvy, of, you know, relative to their times. Okay, so without further ado, here we go. says We can wonder and start questioning. Can a person fulfill the mitzvah of Hanukkah with an electric candle, which is a ma'or, is really like a light bulb? You'll notice here, and in this entire tshuva, and really in all the tshuvas, the modern day term for electricity is not mentioned. In Hebrew, you say electri, like, what are you looking, what are you talking about? Um, in Hebrew, electricity is called chashmal. Um, I once heard from, uh, from Rabbi Berger, I believe, told me that the Paiskim were very, very disturbed when uh, the, the Great Tamechav and the G'daylam of the time were very disturbed. I don't know if it was Ben Yehuda, but when the modern Hebrew um, adapt, you know, adapted this word chashmal to mean electricity, when we are familiar with the word comes from uh, the Navi, uh, you know, Yechezkel, he's talking about the Maiser Merkava. Chashmal is, you know, I'm, I'm not aware of exactly what it is, but Chashmal is, is one of the terminologies that, one of the, the details of the Maise Merkava. And for them to just take this word Chashmal and use it, to use it in just a modern day, you know, regular daily talk, they, they were very, very bothered by that. And apparently many, many, you know, Charedim did not ref, refuse to use this word Chashmal at the beginning of its uh, usage in the modern Hebrew language. And they didn't do it. They didn't want to use the word Chashmal. So you won't see it here in the Tshuva. I don't even know if in 1935, when it actually came into, uh, into use, this word. Um, it's a good question. Maybe someone could, could research that when Chashmal was being used. But that's, nowadays the word Chashmal, we've become used to it. It's, it's part of the, 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 the Jewish lexicon. Uh, it's not Lashon HaKadosh, but it's modern day Hebrew. But here it's all going to be referred to as electory, which is very similar to the English term. Okay, so can you use this electric light bulb for a menorah? Says Rishlomo Zalman, obviously the question only begins, The issue only begins is if it's obvious that when you light this electric um, bulb, you're doing it for the sake of Hanukkah. Now what Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, in essence, is bavarning here is with the Beis Yitzchak, and Chelek Alev Simukuf Chaf took issue with. When the Beis Yitzchak was asked this question, can I use an electric light bulb for my menorah? One of his issues, he really had two issues. His, one of his issues was is that you're not going to be able to because you use your light bulb around your house all the time. And if you just turn on a light bulb, it doesn't look like you're lighting a menorah. And the whole purpose of Hadlokas Neiris is, is Pirsume Nisa. And therefore, if there's no Pirsume Neis, because it just looks like, you, just, it looks like you just turned on the light in your room, so then that's not going to count for your menorah, and therefore it's invalid and there's nothing to discuss. So Shlomo Zaman is saying, but wait a second, there can be an instance where it does, it is Nikolai, and people, it's noticeable that it's for the sake of, of, of a menorah. And certainly we could say this today when you have these electric menorahs you see in all the shops by the windows to show them that, to show everyone that they're Jewish and to be quote unquote the fire and the nace, they, they have these electric menorahs. So it's obviously a menorah. Everyone knows that it's not just a regular light bulb, it's a little tiny little light bulbs not giving much light at all. 
even of colored ones, and uh, therefore I don't think the Beis Yitzchak would have had that issue. So Sejer Shomazaman, if it's obviously lit for, it's, it's turned on for the sake of a Hanukkah, can that be used? So here's, the, so here's his first uh, acknowledgement that he's not the first one to talk about this. He says, V'ayim b'sefer dvar liyahu, l'hagoyin marina rav elio klatskinzal, shenishal alzeh v'herech shamit shuvah simen samach gimel. I took a look at that tshuva. Um, some of the points which Shlomo Zalman uh, himself will deal with, and some of them are of Klatskin's own, uh, own, own issues. Now, the, what was pre- the way that the Shiloh was presented to Rav Klatskin, and again, Rav Shlomo Zalman is only going to deal with the issues, but is there any maila in using electricity? Is the question just, can I get away with this? Or is the question, maybe it's ideal? So the Dvar Eliyahu was actually asked, that electri- an electrical menorah should be ideal because it's a clear, brighter light. Persuanisa, it's something that's clear. Now the Gemara talks about um, what shmanim can you use for Shabbos and which shmanim can you use for Hanukkah. And we don't want to use a sh- uh, 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 an oil that's gonna gonna perhaps you know not flicker. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a nice light. So here you have the Muslim Huda, you know, and the Paisim say, you shaman's eyes. It's, it's Nahar, it's Solo, the Gemara says. It's clear, it's a clear light. Well, here you have an electrical lamp that uh, even in 1902, when that shuva was written in the Vario, apparently the electrical light, the lamps of that time uh, were clearer than a regular, uh, maybe even, even an olive oil flame. So maybe it's actually ideal to use the, um, to use an electric menorah, electric bulb. So um, I won't go through all the points of the Dvaryo now because there's some Zalman's going to touch on them, but I will tell you that the Dvaryo Paskins in his time in 1902, that if you're stuck and you have nothing else to use, use an electric menorah, again, an incandescent bulb. And it seems to me that it's mash, to me from the end of that tshuva that he would allow you even to make a bracha. But let's, uh, let's talk about the Sveikas. Does he all the same thing by Nair Shabbos? So Ner Shabbos, we could talk okay. about now. Ner Shabbos is going to be different because there are different criteria. What, what, what's the end game? What, sorry, if someone could please just make themselves. Thank you. Um, and on Hanukkah, we mentioned it's Pirsume Nisa. That's the goal. The goal is to be Mepharsim the Nase. What is required to be Mepharsim the Nase? That's what we're going to discuss. On Shabbos, the real issue is Shalom Bayis. That's what the Gemara says. So the Marashag says, for example, in the Tshuva, the Shabbos should be very different than, than, than Hanukkah because, hey, if you have a, if, if there's Shalom bias, if there's, a, if anything, more light in the room, in the house, then the more the merrier. Um, he's, there, many of them are still misupak. If it's, um, if, if it's, if it's um, you know, good enough to make a bracha because the Mishnah says at the end of the day, in you know, which shmanim upsilois, which we're going to discuss. You need oil and you need a wick. So maybe if you only have an oil and a wick, we're going to discuss is, a, is, is can you have within the electricity oils and wicks? That's a good question. Um, but but uh, if you don't have oils and wicks and, and electricity, so then an electric bulb, so then that we will question was the takona of Chazal, was the brach of Chazal said on specifically a nair? And this is maybe not a nair because you need shmanam upsilois. Um, or at the end of the day, you have just, there's light in the room, and therefore you can make a bracha. So the Raghachar weighed in on that. He didn't allow people to make bracha on Shabbos, but Shabbos definitely is going to be slightly different than their Hanukkah just because there's a different goal, different purpose. 
But but at the same time, um, for example, the Ragat Shavar, who's machmer by Hilcha Shabbos, is because he holds it needs to be a nair. You need to qualify for a nair. So, okay, once we're going to talk about having a needing a nair candle on, Hanukkah, on, on Shabbos, well, guess what? On Hanukkah, we also need a nair. So maybe there will be overlap, depending which place you go in, there will be overlap between Hilcha Shabbos and Hilcha Hanukkah. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss the different types of candles and options for lighting. Um, especially, I just want to point out just from the get-go, you know, we, we're thinking, okay, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're all at home, especially with COVID, we base Hashem, we all have our own menayras. But this is a very common shayla. This, this question of the electric menayra is very, very common, especially for people, you know, just last year, people are flying, flying to Eretz Yisrael, going on an airplane, or they're staying over in a hotel. You know, where they're going, they're traveling. And, uh, you know, I had the Shaila always when I would Hanukkah many times when I was, you know, earlier on in my marriage, I was able to drive to Toronto and uh, you can't, you can't necessarily make it all in one night. You want to stop at a hotel and the hotels usually have policies. You can't turn on a flame, can't light a candle in the room. So the question is, what can you do? Can you do anything but the Evid? Um, we won't talk about in this, in this uh, series, where can you light? And that's a whole different question. Uh, important question, but uh, what can you light is also as as important, and uh, and therefore this is very nagel Maisa. So without further ado, says Rosh Hashanah, here we go. Let's begin the question with the following suffix. First question before we deal with electricity, can you fulfill your mitzvah hadlokas neiris? By lighting wood, meaning they're, um, they're, piece, they're splinters of wood, which are made to, for, you know, which, which or are, are made to light. I don't know what type of wood that exactly it is, but it will last as it is, just the wood, without any shemen, without any uh, fuel. And Rasul Zaman points out, apparently from a later Mahadura, on the side margin here, it's also not going to be a madura. Now the Gemara says, if you have multiple wicks in one bowl, you have a bowl full of oil, and then all around the bowl, the edge of the bowl, you put wicks. So the Gemara says that that's not good because it's a madura. It's a bonfire, you want to call it that. It's an avuka. It's not a candle anymore. So we're, we will discuss the parameters of a madura, an avuka, slap, you know, versus a nair. But says Rosh Zalman Arbach, we have to first say, well, I just want to put this question in a vacuum. I have a piece of wood. It's kosher l'chaladeus. It's not a madura. You have no other issues. I just want to know the following shayla. He says, We'll deal with this further later on in the tshuva, but we know that your candle has to have at least the potential to light for half an hour. That's the shear of hadlaka. So this piece of wood, if you light it, it's not like a little match. It will last for half an hour. And it will be obvious it was lit for the Tzarek Mitzvah. I have the following question, says Rosh Hashanah Mikdash. Do we require that when we light our own Chanukah, in our own homes, it has to be similar, have share similarities with the Menorah and the Beis HaMikdash, which is obviously the source of the whole nice. Does it have to be the same setup where there's a wick drawing oil from the crucible? 
Shemen ki'im lemitzvah min hamuvchar, even though shemen, all you know, olive oil is the ideal. But again, it's not ma'akiv. You know, if you don't have olive oil, you could light with a wax candle. So mikol makim, but nevertheless, you need al kapalim shetei psila hasho eves davar ma shehu gorim es haor. You need to have fuel. Does it have to be that similar to the menorah in the base of English where there's fuel and wick? However, if you just have a piece of wood, a splinter of wood, there, there's no oil. There's no fuel. It's just the wood itself. So that's like a wick without any oil. Is that good enough? That's his chakira. Or maybe. Or maybe. You don't need to have such you know, dramatic similarities to the menorah. Even if it's just, it's a light. A light reminds us as a candle. It's a, it reminds us of the midnight. Now, Rav Shlomo Zalman is hitting on a very, very important question over here. Let me preface with the following. The Ran famously says that uh, one of the reasons why you know, we light the midnight, and there's many Isurim involved in the midnight, for example, the Sugya talks about being the Isra Hishtamshus Laur HaMenorah. One of the reasons why we have a Shamish by our menorah is this because not just we need to light it, that's one halacha, because you cannot light from one candle to the next candle, you need something in between. But we also have a shamash, and we keep the shamash there so that we do not derive benefit from the neres Hanukkah. There's an iser hishtamshus, you're not allowed to use it for your own personal benefit. Where does that come from? So the Rishayinim uh, debate this, and the, you know, the Ran says, well, just like the menorah, you couldn't derive benefit here too. This is this is this whole nace, this whole mitzvah is was zecher for the menorah. So Chazal gave it kedusha, and they gave it certain a degree as similar to the menorah. Okay, fine. Sounds like a good argument. If it's similar to the menorah, so that should be similar to as much as we can make it. Well. And therefore, says Rosh Hashanah, maybe a, a splinter of wood. If you just lit a splinter of wood, it's not similar to the menorah because the menorah had shem and had a fuel. But says Rosh Hashanah, maybe not. Maybe it doesn't need to be similar. What's that argument? So that argument can be made is what's made in other tshuvas, the tshuva he, he's about to bring from a Beis Yitzchak, is that we already find halachis that the, that the Hanukkah menorah is different than the regular menorah. Now, I'm not talking about the physical menorah. And the Dvarios Elio speaks about this, that, of course, our menorah is not allowed to look like the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, right? There's an Isser Min HaTayra to, to fabricate, to replicate the menorah of the Beis HaMikdash. And it doesn't have to have the same size and look. You know, I've been to, unfortunately, uh, places where people, don't, they don't know the halacha or shuls, you know, they'll have, like, on display, like, here's a, here's a picture of the menorah. Here's a... Here's a a, uh, a model of the menorah. Yeah, I'll to make a model of the menorah. So, um, so, so says so. So there are be obviously in the in the actual physical uh, makeup of the menorah. That's not what we're talking about. But what about when the, the halach of the hadlaka? How many similarities and dissimilarities are there between the menorah of the base Hamikdash and the menorah at in our own homes? So fine, we said isri shtamshus. That looks like it's quite similar to the menorah of the Beis Hamikdash. But on the other hand, the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash, can anyone think here? Give me a difference between the menorah in the Beis Hamikdash and the menorah at home in Hanukkah. Number? Number. Okay. 
Stamas like Chazal said, Meikra Adin, you only have to have one candle. If you have one candle, you have to have seven candles. But again, I don't know if the number would be would is is supposed to be similar because again, that's that's the avodas hamenoyra. This is supposed to be zechil and I'm talking about within the hadlaka itself. How similar is it to the to... the number you can actually put on the two surim? You can make a menorah look like the base of medicine. You can it's about toisif to add an extra light. About what's the about toisif? If you have more than seven lights. Or on the menorah, the base hamigdash. Yeah. Yeah, that's if you're trying to do it in the base Hamikdash. You're at home. I'm talking about at home. Where my my question is is where where do we veer away from a standard hadlokas minoyer of the base Hamikdash in our own homes? Where do we where do we where do we veer? Like when the halachas. So the place can the place can discuss this. So I'll give you another example. Anyone anyone else? We don't necessarily light it. In the didn't we light it from? Uh, from the west, west to east, or east to okay, west. Okay, the placement of the menorah. Yeah, we're not in the base Hamigdash. We're just running. Um, we're, we're lining it right to left, whichever way. Well, this is a machlekes. You know, we have to look at the taz. You know, where, which one do you start from when you're doing the mahadrin? Where do you start from um, when you're doing it by your door? Um, whether it's right to left, closer, closer to the door, away from the door. That's. Um, Okay, again, that's 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 in the Seder Hadlaka. I'm talking about within, you know, if I could zoom in here, just on the one candle itself. Can anyone think of differences within one candle? Number one is the shear. The shear of the Beis Hamikdash had to be a, a chatzilug, quite a bit amount of. Uh, you're talking about two revias and. Of, of of oil, you don't need that much when it comes to minayim. The basic look is madcha this a little bit, maybe because Chazal didn't rec- didn't need you to have that long, as long as it's pursuing for a minute, that's good enough. But where else you have a raya is is that by base amigdash you had to use olive oil. There's nothing else you could use. That was the whole nisa chanukah. They found finally found olive oil. You know. Here and 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 right, we're commemorating this nace, and we don't require you have to have olive oil unless you're the maral. The maral does require olive oil because he holds has to be similar to the menayer. But the halacha doesn't have to be that way. We could light with candle wax. We could light with paraffin. You know, commit hakol kshenim. You know, even we're even more makeup by Hanukkah than on um, than on Shabbos because of passing kavsa in zakukla. You don't have to relight it. So that that's a very very stark difference between. The minayra of the Beis Hamikdash and the minayra um, in our own homes about what we need to use, and the Beis Yitzchak because of this. Look what he says. Look what he says. Says Rosh Hashanah, "Kein zeh nishal hagoyin ba'al shalos tshuvas Beis Yitzchak." Again, that's Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkish of Levav. Bechelik yeradei achelik Beis Yitzchak alav b'neiras shel Chanaka shehashemen dolek below psila. What if you have a candle without a wick? You're just lighting the oil. He, say, he explains it there. I don't fully, I can't fully picture this, but he says, you have a metal band and a very, uh, very thin cylinder of glass. And apparently the, the, the oil itself, it's not gas, by the way. It's not a gas thing. It's like some, it's, you're lighting oil. Um, I don't know what it is. 
So that that Shiloh, there's no wick. You know what I what, what I was thinking. You know those Bunsen burners that you could buy. You know if you buy uh, you know a bar mitzvah or something. Uh, uh, you want to heat heat your kogel, and you put that little thing you buy from Seven Mile for a dollar, just like a can of blue something, and it just lights like fuel, and there's a flame there. It's not. I don't think it's gasoline. It's some some substance which is lighting, um, and there's a real a blue flame. So I, I don't know if that's something similar to what he's talking about. That's just what came to mind. What I've seen. So there, there's no psila, there's no wick, but you're lighting something. Can you use that? And the base Yitzchak said, that guess what? You can, because you don't need it to be dumi l'menayra. And that's what he's saying here. He says he was asked about, does this work? Does it have to have a wick and a fuel or not? Yeah, okay, of olive oil is ideal, a wick is ideal. Make it as close as you can to the minoyer in the base of English. But not everything's ma'akiv. It's not, it's not all necessary. And therefore, uh, said the base, so you can be Yitzhak. Now, I will point out that there are those who disagree. Revad Yosef brings in his tshuva, in Chela Gimel, similar to that uh, there are those who disagree. And they said, no, we do make it as similar to the manure as we can. And the only reason why you don't need other oils, you don't need specifically Shemin's Zayas. Can anyone think of why? Why? why if, if we are trying to make it as similar to the Beis HaMikdash, like the Ran is suggesting, why did Chazal allow us to light our manure at home with substances other than Shemin's Zayas? Not everybody had it. Beautiful. Expensive. Not everyone had olive oil. If you lived in Russia and Poland, I probably wasn't always available. Even here in Baltimore, you know what it costs for a bottle of olive oil? It's like nine dollars, ten dollars a bottle of olive oil. Not cheap. So it's um, it's not it's not it's, it's Chazal didn't want to be be much everybody to to be mekayim the mitzvah with that. So Ravavadi says that's not such a that's not such a tiny just because. There's a discrepancy in this area between the manure at home and the manure in the base. I make this is not enough to say that we're not trying to make it as similar as possible. He argues on this. He, he brings his base and he argues on it. Um, see in a minute what Rosh Lomazam does with it. Um, Rav Avadya also says, it's interesting, I'll mention it now, is that the reason, another reason why Chazal would have allowed other fuels other than Shem and Zayas was because to commemorate the nace of the Hanukkah. Pumpfakir from the Maral. The Maral says you must use Shem and Zayas because it's commemorative of the, of the, of the miracle. Says Revai Yosef, no. If it's Shem and Zayas, that's not such a Kiddush. They had Shem and Zayas. What's the miracle? The miracle was is that from a little Pach Shemen, it kept on reproducing. The, the extra, the reproduction of, of, the, of that oil was like min hashamayim. It was not shemen zayis. It was something else. I mean, it was, it was heavenly. And therefore, to, uh, to, to be meramis to the nace that we could light with anything because what they did in the time of the base, I mean, at that time was with something, uh, quote unquote, other than shemen zayis. Now you'll ask, and Ravad Yosef asks on himself, then how could they have lit? Right, we just said a minute ago that in the base Hamikdash you had to use shemen zayis. You were not allowed to use anything else. So he says is that since the ikar is shemen zayis, sa'akol nimshach acheri karei. Everything else, all the 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 all the miraculous oil which spawned from that first 
pach kodna, pach shevet, that all uh, is nigger achrav, and therefore it's kosher. Okay, it's a chiddush, um, what he's saying, but he, it's interesting to say that that's exactly why Chazal permitted us to use other ones to remind ourselves of the, uh, of the, of the shemen, of the nace. Yeah, Either way, going, um, this is what the, what? If you're going according to the, that, I mean, they had to use pure olive oil, which is different than. Good. Excellent. How far are you going to go with that? So they just said, just, you know. Maybe, maybe it's true. The Dvar who points this out, like you're saying, is that uh, very nice. We're trying to use Shemin's eyes, even according to the Maral. We're not really doing what they did in the Beis HaMikdash. They need Shemin's eyes, Zach. They had to have olives, you know, the first oil that comes out. And I think he's writing in Russia, you know, in, in, in Europe, says all our olives are kivushin. They've already been uh, in brine. So that we're not anyways, there's no way for us to even be Mekayim such a thing of having Shemin Zayz Zach. So we're trying. We're trying what we can do. Uh, like Rabbi Vadya is saying is that the... Shem, ha, the ability to light with other fuels does not infringe on this ideal of uh, trying to mimic to the extent that we can the base the the, the of the base hamigdash. Okay, so and he would disagree. He would disagree that you cannot light a Bunsen burner, whatever uh, you know, oil that you have that could just that that's flammable without a wick. So, but the base Yitzchak felt that you can. So Shlomo Zalman Arbach is saying. Let's say that that's true, that you don't need to have a shemen upsila because you see the base Yitzhak is comfortable having shemen. But let's go back to my question, what if I just have a psila, not shemen? Is that different? Or do you say the same way the base Yitzhak allowed shemen without a wick, I can allow a wick without any fuel? So I see a difference. It's doing the same thing. It's acting as fuel. So I was wondering this, is, 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 Rishon Mazam is not assuming this, is the wood, can we separate the wood and, you know, is, is the wood just the fuel or is the wood the wick without fuel? And uh, I think Rishon Mazam at the end of the day may agree that, that, that it can be just the fuel and it's really not different than the, than the Beis Yitzchak. Yeah, a lot of those, so wax candle, is there, there's a separation between the fuel and the wick? We'll, we will discuss that. We will discuss in, in this coming paragraph right here. Says Rishon Zalman, Amnam Nira, da'af ishemen below psila kosher, even if we'll agree to the Beis Yitzhak, that fuel without a wick is fine and dandy. Mikomakam psila below shemen, efshir below. Maybe it's different. Mishum de'ikr hanes haloi hoya b'shemen. The, the, the whole miracle was with the oil. So if you only have a wick without any oil, you're missing the boat. At least if you have in the base Yitzchak's case, you have the oil. Okay, so you don't have a wick. It's not so similar to the base Amigdash, but at least you have your oil. But to light just a piece of wood, which is just the wick without the oil, how could you get away with that? So says Rishlomo Zalman, the, the miracle was not in the wick. Maybe you need specifically oil. Nearly, I have a little bit of a raya. The grandfather of the Chacham Tzvi. He asks a question that everybody deals with. And the question is as follows. 
The Eich Madlikin Neir Chanukah B'Shemen Streifa. The Gemara says that you can use Shemen, which is a Truman that was Nitmis, uh, which now cannot be fed, cannot be eaten by Kaihanim, and that's called Shemen Streifa. It needs to be burnt. You could use that oil for your Chanukah Menorah. So I asked the Sharfrayim, how are you allowed to do that? We mentioned before briefly that the Gemara discusses um, how long does the candle need to last? Right? There's a machlokes in the Gemara. You know, um, right? They, that the until people start leaving the marketplace is relevant to Hanukkah. The Gemara says, does that mean that that's my time period when I'm supposed to light, or is that the sheer of how long my candle is supposed to light for? So we paskin that it has to last. You know, we paskin both. That you have to light it in that time period, and it also has to last for at least the shear of that time period. So Shem and Shreifa asks the Sharifrayim, how could you use Shem and Shreifa for your menorah? And by your menorah, you need shear. The Shem and Shreifa, Kevin de la Shreifa Omade, it's supposed to be burnt. So now Nema, famous Klal in the Gemara, let's say, Kisusi Michtas Shiure. It doesn't have, there's no shear in the oil. If you need a half hour's worth of oil, and the Gemara says that Shemin Sreifa needs to be burnt, it's Osir no, you can't, can't derive benefit from it. You can let your Menorah, but you can't derive benefit from it. So then there's no shear. There's a concept, for example, the Gemara talks about in the Sukkah, in the third parak, um, if you had a Lulav Shalashera, if you had a Lulav which was part of a tree of Adiyat that was used by the Asherah cult, and they, they worshipped it, and now, you know, it, you can't, you know, it's Osir Bahana. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to derive benefit from it. It's avoid It needs to be burnt. So the Gemara talks about it. It's kisusi michtas shure or a shoifer. You know, when when a mitzvah requires a specific measurement, so if something is 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 uh, um, is is going to be burnt, it doesn't have that measurement as it is right now, because that's its end. So says says the Sharifrayim here too. The oil which needs to be burnt should not have any shear to it, and therefore, how does the Gemara allow you? To light your menorah with Shem and Sreifel. The Ayin Beprima Gardem says Rishlam Azalman. Simon Tafresh Ayin Gimel Beishal Avram Shemistabek Baza. He's uncertain about it. The Acherim Kasu. There's another answer out there. Dolo Shayich Loimar the Michdas Shiure. That Svar of Kisusi Michdas Shiur is not applicable over here because that's only applicable Ela Bedover Shetzarich Shiur. You know, if you need a Lula, that's three Tfachim. You need a shayfer that's at least a tefak. There's a there's a definitive shear that is required. Yeah, you need oil for at least half an hour. Use a very very thin wick. There's no quantitative shear of shemen. You, know, you can't tell me it's a revius. You can't tell me it's a meloy lugma. There's no shear. It's all about can it last for half an hour. So there is no shear in the shemen. It just is about how, how much it has to last. So therefore, there's no shear. Now, does anyone have a question on that? I did. And I found Baruch Hashem Ravadi has asked the same question on this. Is that, that is the shear. Whatever the, the minimum amount of oil you could find is, that's the shear. The shear wasn't uh, revius. The shear was the amount of oil that will last for half an hour. So yeah, it will, it will fluctuate depending on how thick your wick is, but that's not a shear. 
I, I, that, 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 that was my question. I found he asked this question. He has a different tarot to the Shar Ephraim um, to get out of this based on the Me'iri. But we won't get into that now. What's Rosh Zaman's point? Rosh Zaman's point is as follows. What you see from this discussion, this discussion of the Shar Ephraim and these Achreinim, is, is they're all discussing, hey, there's a problem over here. The Gemara says, I can use Shemin Sreifa. How am I supposed to use it? I need a shear. Wait a second. Who said you need Shemin at all? Maybe all you need is the wick. Right? What's the question at all? Let's assume that there is no shear Shemin. You know, I magically figured out a way to have this wick last for half an hour. You're going to ask me, well, what, how, how's that happening? Well, because there's oil there. Oh, there's no shear in the oil. No one said I need shear in the oil. I have my wick. I have a wick, right? It says in my checklist, I need a wick. I need a light that lasts for half an hour. I have a light that lasts for half an hour. Who cares that I have that, how much oil I have? So the Shlomo Zalman Arbach, you see from that discussion that all these Achreinim are assuming you need oil. And therefore, in my question of, can I just light a piece of wood? Wouldn't be good enough. I need oil. The reason why, said your Shlomo Zalman, is because if that's the nace, the nace of Hanukkah happened with the Pach Shemin. No one talks about an Alanisim, anything about the, the Psila. It was all about the Pach Shemin. Um, so therefore, says Rosh Hashanah, Elevadai Dibainan Davka Shemin. Kedeshir Chatisha. Ulekach Safik Hu Etzlam. That's why they're questioning. Kaven Dal Kalpanam Lenasnu Chachamim Shir Lamidas Hashemin. Chazal didn't give, tell me a Revius. Halog didn't tell me any shear. Ishaicha can time the mikdashir eli. Does this question of shear kisusi mikdashir is that applicable at all? Since Chazal didn't give me a definitive shear because I could just use a smaller wick. So that's their that's the dion and the achrayna. But kolpanim, what you see from this discussion is is that everyone agrees you need oil. So Ravavadya brings this Rishlam Azaman. You know Ravavadya and Rishlam Azaman were very close. They learned in the same kailo um, with each other for many years. I don't think Rabbi had the version of the Ma'ori Eish in front of us because you'll see that at the bottom of this page, Rishlom Zalman himself asks the same question that Rabbi asks on him. And that is, is that, uh, is this really a raya? Is this really a raya from all these Echreinim that you need to have Shemin? You cannot have just Oik? Now, by the way, I just want everyone to, to not lose focus. The question here is electric and electric Menorah. You see where he might be going with this. Right, there's electricity. Is there shemen there by electricity? You need shemen. That's going to be the question. But putting that on hold for a second. Shemin? Sorry. Is wax is included as as shemen oil? Yeah, we will. We will. We yes, it is, and we will discuss that soon. But the question here is: Is that why? What's the question on on this this raya of Rav Shlomo Zalman from all these achrayim that you know Strefa, Look what he says at the bottom. One liner. He says. The truth is, he says, it's really uh, plausible. Maybe they're just discussing, you know, can you have, how, how do you have a wick that's going to last for half an hour, that oil? They're, they're, they're not saying that you need Shemin. They're saying is that I need to have something that's going to last for half an hour. If I am using an item that's, that's helping me make it last for half an hour, 
And that item is kisusi mechnashiriyah. It's not, it's unusable because it's also ma'ano. You know, can that help me get me to that point of half an hour? But maybe if my shaila would be on the wood itself, let's say at atzi hashira. Right? The Gemara could have, you know, the Sharfrai maybe could have asked the question, if I have Rav Shlomo Zalman's case of this piece of wood without any fuel, and that wood happens to be also b'hanno. It's atzi hashira. It's kisusi mechnashira. Maybe he would have asked the question there too. Just because he's asking the question in a case where they're discussing Shemin is not a proof that they wouldn't ask the question also by just a, st- a standalone piece of wood that's able to last for half an hour. So Shem Shalom is almost basically saying that it's not, that's why he said it's a Ktsas riot, and he hears he's, he's, he's agreeing that it's not really a riot at all. And that's what Avadia says as well. This is not a riot that you must have Shem. So let's continue over here. But that's what he initially wrote. Now, by the way, Ravadia, after bringing this Rosh Zaman and saying the Dichui that we just said, Ravadia, you have to know his style. His style is very straightforward. And he says, we don't, and he says on this comment, on this question of Rosh Zaman, he says, we don't build halachas based, of, based off of kashas. You know, the Achreinim asked the kasha. Well, since they're, it's, it's too, you know, when you call it pilpulish. It's not glat. It's not clean. It's not, he says, poiskin bring rayas from a sugya. Not from like the way that the achran asked the kasha must be. That, that's too far-fetched to start making binyanim. You know, and this is where, just to provide you, you know, this is over this point, when, when it comes to halacha, especially in halacha, um, you know, pilpul, especially in the 1700s, was very highly debated. Many yeshivas, they taught lots and lots of pilpul, where the boys would um, take a sugya, especially in the Hungarian yeshivas, in the late 1700s, early 1800s, there was a lot of pilpul going on, where you took one sugya, and then you have five other sugyas across shas, and there's steers and there's kashas throughout, and you basically say, well, this is all the shitasa, and this, this gemara was going to live with Rabbi Yechanan, and therefore, if you had asked Rabbi Yechanan, that's why Natsugi, which is also Rabbi Yechanan, and you, know, you come up with all of that, and it could, it's beautiful, it's fine, and you know, it, it, it can work, you know, theoretically. And then the question comes, well, is that really being sent Is that the kavan of the gemara? You know, if I didn't have all those places across Shas, would I have been able to figure that out from this, this gemara in front of me? And uh, these were two schools of thought. And uh, Rabbi Shol Salanter was back and forth on this. Rabbi Shol Salanter first did encourage Pilpul, then he went back and, and he canceled Pilpul in his yeshiva. He felt that it was just not, not as MS, not MS Lamitai. Because things can fall, you know, like Ravad is saying over here. Look, Rabbi Shlomo Zaman, if you would have Paskin based on this diak, look, it just fell through. It fell through. You know, he didn't have Rabbi Shlomo Zaman's on the on the bottom of the page. It fell through. You can't prove to him from me there that I don't need Shem, that I need Shemit. Because, you know, there's the Taz and others write, Shari Terutzim Loininalu. Sometimes a person has a question. It's like, I can't figure it out. Must be. Because of this question, it must be X, Y, and Z. Guess what? It could be somebody else is going to come down the line. Could be you yourself in five years from now will realize, hey, that question doesn't start. I'll give you a riot. It happened to me last night. I wrote something in my notes and I've reviewed it over the past number of years. And then because I was learning a different subject, I realized last night that the whole shtickle doesn't really start. You, you, you cannot build 
halachas off of kushias. That's that's and 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 Ravaya seems to be almost munning Rav Shlomo Zalman over here for even attempting to bring a raya from a kasha. He says that's not how we paskin. Okay, I think that that's definitely Ravaya's more Sephardish, straightforward approach. The Litvisha definitely. Uh, did not fully uh, conform to that. Definitely more modern, more modern day paiskim are much more, a lot, much more straightforward. But, uh, you know, the Chesam Seifer, nah. Anybody who's familiar with the Chivas Chesam Seifer knows that he, he'll build Binyanim and then Paskin. That's how he did it. You know, he's the Chesam Seifer. Even Rebbe Kivagar sometimes will do that. Um, that's uh, the Ram Shik, the Talmud Chesam Seifer certainly did that. And, uh, but the Marashag, the Talmud we mentioned before of the Maram Shik, he didn't do that. He totally veered away from Pilpa and he said, no, 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 not going with any of that. He, he taught his Talmud very, very similar to the Kuravitis and just very straightforward Gemara, Rashi, Doisus, and just what's on the page, very, um, you know, Pshat oriented. He did, he did not go for Pilpa. So, um, what as we go through this chuva, and, and, and as we go through many chuvas, hopefully, you know, we will, um, you know, you and I, will learn different styles of halacha. Because remember, tshuvas are really halacha. We have fun reading them, and we can appreciate the ga'inus through the sugyas, but it's also a demonstration of how a paisik thinks. How does he come to his conclusions? You know, you read tshuvas of Rav Maisha, you learn Rav Maisha's style. You know, going back to the Gemara. Maybe a mugan of Ram Primagon, but very, you know, he has his approach to the Gemara, and that's going that's going to direct his psak. And, uh, and you know, and 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 like we mentioned before, is completely out of the box. You know, bringing rise from different Rishonim and how the Rishonim learned the kashas and why people, and and that's how he's going to paskin. You know, and Ravadia, uh, we've we've seen, and and now we're seeing Rishlama Zaman. Hopefully, we'll appreciate different mahalchim. You know, Shivan Panamatoya and Paiskim had their misora, their their way of of coming to to their own conclusions. It's just a, a very important thing to be aware of that you know not all chuvas are written similarly. That people had different styles, um, and that's uh, just something to be aware. of. Okay, let's continue over here. So Rav Shlomo Zalman is trying to build a case that you must have Shemen. There needs to be fuel in your candle on your menorah. Not enough just to have a wick. Continues Rav Shlomo Zalman on the next page. Ve'ayin ba'ateres zav. Simen tafresh ayin gimel. Ateres zav is not the taz. It's the ateres zav. He's the Talmud of the Bach. Shekasav b'shem ha'maral mi'prag. Deme'acher, quote, Deme'acher shehaneis hoya al yedei Shemen. We mentioned this Mara before that uh, in order because the miracle happened with oil, olive oil, you have to use olive oil. Uh, meant interesting here, just says Shem, he didn't say Shem and Zeiss. He says here, as opposed to wax candles or candles made of fat, that's not called a candle. Rak avuka, it's a torch. Upasol in Hanukkah, you can't use it. You cannot go into the maral. You cannot use a wax candle for your menorah. Now you ask, what's the difference between an avuka and a ner? Vahahefresh shebe ner la avuka hu shaner ein haor shoylit bechol Hashem. Next time you look at a candle, um, on an olive, an oil candle, you have the oil sitting very still. 
nothing's happening to the oil, and you have a wick sitting there, and the candle in the flame is sitting perched on top of the wick, and it's just going. You don't see the flame having any uh, interaction with the oil. As opposed to, he says, it's Rakhbarei Shapsila, says the Mara. Umosheich misham es Hashemen elav, and it draws the Shemen up towards it, towards the flame. Avuka, and by the way, this should not be confused with the halachas of a ner and an avuka for havdalah. But here in Hilchas Chanukah, avuka he kasher ha'or the halahav, the light and the flame. I'm not sure what the difference is. Sholet bechal Hashemen. It's actually interacting with its surroundings. Kemoshehu bener shel shava v'chelev. You wrap the wax and the fat, the, the, the congealed fat around the wick, the, the flame interacts, it works, it's sholate, it's interacting with the fuel. Interesting, Hesber, the chilik between a ner and an avuka. So says Rishlom Zaman Arbach, we don't pass them like the maral, we allow the usage of wax candles. Before, we don't look, look, we don't view wax candles the same way as the Maral did. We view the, the wax as a substitute for oil. That's what it is. I mean, I don't even know really exactly what the Maral means. You know, I've looked at a wax candle before. I'm sure all of you have as well. What happens is, is that due to the heat of the flame, the wax melts, and then the wax is just as much as oil is. It's sitting there. I don't know what he means that it's shoylit bechol. Did he, I think he meant that it's shoylit bechol because you see that it's it's burning, it's it's melting the wax, it's using the wax. And it, I just thought this because of the heat that's being emitted from the flame, and the wax has a melting point and it starts melting, and then it's just oil. The Marashag himself actually says that, that that's really what's happening. That's why, you know, there's a famous question that uh, people like to debate, you know, these congealed cups that you could buy now of olive oil. You know, is it really Shemen or, you know, because it's congealed? Do you have a shear because it's congealed? And the answer is, is that since it's going to melt, it's going to uh, um, liquefy. So then it's kosher already. And it's not a problem at all. Marashag says that clearly. So says the says the says the says the Rishlam Azalman, even though we won't pass like the Maral that you need to have Shemen, but that's only because we we consider the wax just like Shemen. Aval al kolpanim. So therefore, and therefore it's a nair. And we have a nair. Aval kolpanim yesh letzarev dvarav lesniff. You know, going back to our question of can I just light a splinter of wood alone without any fuel? No, isn't this Maral telling me? We could use it as a sniff, just as, an, uh, as a support. Our question of just having a wick without the fuel. Chazal didn't mention it at all. You know, they mentioned Shmanim. Shmanim The Maral says it has to be Shem because that was the nace. We view wax as Shemin, but hey, the Maral saying the nace was a Shem. Like, don't we have to have that? Chazal don't mention otherwise. How do we have a right? To allow ourselves to light something without any fuel. This is Yeshli Stopic in the Kaiman Baza, Kaiman Bamitsin Khanakola. 
the, so that's all in the question of just a wick, just a piece of splinter of wood without any fuel. Plug this back now back into the electric the electrical minera. Behachanami, the electrium, haloikol ho'or hurak machmas hachut hameluban. All the flame that you see in a light bulb is the glow of the filament. Shehazerem ha'over derechbo, the electric current which goes through the filament and the resistance that it meets through that filament causes it to heat up and to glow. An amazing thing is, is that incandescent bulbs, and this is why they're not energy efficient, 95% of the energy that's used is wasted. The light that we see from an incandescent bulb is only 5% of all the energy that's put into those, that, that current until it emits, until it emits actually a, a, a light. And that's why it's a big waste of energy. That's why people prefer LEDs. So that's all it is. He's saying that light is just machmas, this filament, which is, you know, where the, where the current is going through. He says, it heats it up. Like we talk about in Hilchas Pesach, right? There's Hagala and there's Liban until it's burning. In such an instance, I says Roshon Mazaman, that's really a Suffolk. If you find a piece of iron, you're able to cause it to glow. Is that good enough? It's not a nair. It's just a, you know, he says it's a, it's a piece of iron. So this is also, this filament is like a, you know, he's saying it's like a psila. It's like this piece of wood without any shemen. It's not a nair. The fact that we require shemen, in his mind, says Rosh Hashanah, this raya is from the Maral, um, must mean that we have to meet the criteria of nair. A light bulb, how is a light bulb a nair? He says it's just like lighting a piece of iron. Iron is not it is not a nair. So this is a, at least as Rosh Hashanah should be a suffix, meaning not to make a bracha. He hasn't he has not forbade, forbade it yet. He's saying is that I don't know. I don't know if this qualifies um, as a nair since it's lacking shemen. There's no shemen. This is at most maybe like a psila. And uh, as we will see in the next discussion, where he will bring in his his. Uh, what time is it? No, 9.59, I'll have to stop here. You know, bring in his earlier discussion, his earlier sources of electricity. Um, and exactly how do, we, how do we view now the different elements of a light bulb as a psila? Is there any shaman perhaps? But if the straight face value without any shaman, says Roshul Mazaman, I don't see how I could fully permit this and allow one to make a bracha of la'adlik ner shalchanakam. It's not really in there. It's lacking one of the critical elements of a candle, which is a shaman. And therefore, he does not allow you to either light like a light bulb at this at this point, um, or light a piece of wood. Piece of wood, even if it could last for half an hour, and even if it's clearly designated for your menaira, for Shlomo does not allow it. Neither does Ravadia, and I believe that that's how we go Allah. Okay, to be continued. Reza Hashem on Chanukah next Monday.